Alrighty, this is the more of Irish Strong Style Riley Rose. You're listening to Wrestle Horror Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestle Horror. Greetings, viewers and listeners. Meet Hook Jim here, their Wrestle Horror podcast. With me, as always, my co host, Donnie Hoover. Donnie's back in the studio, and Pennywise is hanging out behind him. And hey, Donnie, I see a new license plate back there. What's up with that? Oh, yeah, that's uh, one of my prized possessions from this past few weekends. And uh, I say, if you if you listen to the previous episode, you know all about it. But that's my uh, pride and joy of autograph license plate from my Camp Crystal Lake tour. <laughs> and joining us on this episode of Wrestle Horror is the more of Irish strong style, Riley Rose. Riley, how are you doing this evening, my friend? Doing fantastic. I just literally just got some food in my stomach, so I'm ready to talk. <laughs> awesome. So we're ready to talk, too. Um, so let's talk a little bit about Riley Rose. Uh, how did you get you start? How did you get your start in this wonderful world we call pro wrestling? So I got my uh, start in pro wrestling. Should I go with the training or how I uh, first got into wanting to be a pro wrestler? Uh, let's let what what why did you want to become a pro wrestler let's start there okay so i wanted to become a pro wrestler ever since i was like five years old so it's kind of always been in the back of my mind and then uh, i went to wrestlemania 34 and down in new orleans and just being around the people there and just experiencing everything and just being able to talk to some of the wrestlers like that were currently on the roster of wwe um, it, it really pushed me to look for a school to uh, go ahead and pursue what I've been wanting to do since I was five. Excellent. And uh, who were your heroes growing up? Growing up, uh, Jeff Hardy, Eddie Guerrero, Edge, and Rey Mysterio. Those were like my top favorite wrestlers. And then also Kane. But yeah, those are definitely, I would have to say my top five. What was it about Kane that drawed you to him? Was it just the the horror gimmick or was it just his wrestling style or? Uh, It's the horror gimmick. I've always been uh, (laughs) like into like the horror movies. Like I I was one of those people that didn't watch it to be scared. I watched it honestly for like the storylines, the suspense and stuff like that. So like the story behind Kane and everything really drew me in. So nice. Well, imagine that. We've got a wrestler that likes horror. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a novel concept. We should think about that a little bit. Yeah, somebody should put out a podcast about that stuff. What do you think? <laughs> so, uh, Riley, uh, okay, so when you started looking, when, when you decided you wanted to train, where did you start looking to train? Um, honestly, I was living down at Nelsonville at the time, so I had a very short list of places to go that weren't too far away, because I was still in college, so okay. I had to focus on college. It was my last semester, so I was just really trying to push that out the door first, 
And um, I started at a place called uh, PWA okay. uh, down in Lancaster. Um, it was a good place to start, but I knew I was going to outgrow them. And so started there and then I had to take a year off from deployment. I went overseas because I'm in the Army National Guard. And when I came home, I decided to come up to uh, AIW and started training. Okay. And uh, who were some of your trainers at AIW? Uh, Dominic Greeny is the main head trainer at AIW. And then also we have uh, Derek Dillinger is also one of the trainers that helps out. Yeah, very cool. Well, thank you for your service, first off. Yeah, so you mentioned you started at PWA and then moved on to moved up north to AIW up in Cleveland. Was that like a big culture shock for you? Because I mean, the, yeah, the with John Thorne and them up in AIW, they they have all these you know super indies and big names that come in and and join their team and their roster and all that. So was that kind of like a big shock to you when you figured you'd have to step up your game or? Um, I mean, it wasn't really too much of a culture shock. It was more so of like just getting used to their fans like their fans are it's just like a whole different breed like they they're into the card from top to bottom and uh just getting used to them and how they react to things compared to what the pwa crowd would react to Mm -hmm. it it was it was awesome to like get that experience it was more awesome than shock factor wise you get what i'm saying more excitement (laughs) oh absolutely there you go because that's what you dream about as a kid is to be able to wrestle in front of more and more people and for them to be into what you are doing. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. So how long have you been wrestling now? Did you say it's been a couple years or? Uh, yeah. So uh, coming up in next month, it'll be three years. Three years. Inside my first match. Nice. I just celebrated my third year of being a ring announcer. <laughs> there you go. Hey. <laughs> so you got broken okay. at the same time, huh? All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Riley, uh, you said you've traveled over several states and everything. Um, what it was the big, What has been the biggest match of your career so far? Oh, man. Um. I would have to say, for just me personally, it was uh, a fairground show with uh, School Morton down in Tennessee. Um, just being around like that many people, like I think there was probably about three or four hundred people in the crowd, and uh, it was also with one of my good friends that I got to wrestle. So just kind of sharing that moment together and being in front of that many people was awesome. So. Well, definitely. I mean, I, I know uh, just watching the talent when I when I'm ring announcing, um, the bigger the crowd, the more the noisier the crowd, the more pumped up you guys get. And it's obvious. I mean, the crowd feeds you, uh, whether oh. you're a heel or a face. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And like that's why, like the pandemic. Like I did a couple of tapings where it was like no crowd tapings, and it was the weirdest thing in the world because like. <laughs> There was nothing to feed off of. Right. It's got to be. It's got to be weird. I mean, just trying to 
just trying to perform in front of a camera with no crowd. I mean, and I've watched, you know, when AEW did it, Impact did it, um, WWE did it, but they brought in the Thunderdome thing. But anyway, it has to be an eerie feeling, I, I would I would guess. Oh, and you could tell, like, when they first started doing the no crowd shows in WWE, you could tell when some of the wrestlers were just kind of like off. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They just wasn't feeling it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, and sadly, one thing I did notice uh, at the beginning, anyway, is because that crowd noise wasn't there, um, you know, the talent can't communicate what they're doing next without it being picked up by the microphones. Oh, especially with WWE, like their microphones are immaculate. Like I, I noticed that uh, watching what was it, uh, SummerSlam, yeah. Like just some of the stuff it was picking up, and I was like, "Wow, I didn't realize how good those mics were." I mean, I, it's kind of <laughs> expected with WWE, but like mm-hmm. those mics were fantastic. I'm like, I'm picking up everything, and they're probably not even screaming. <laughs> I know you guys like it when the crowd's into it and they're cheering everything because it's easier for you two to communicate the next spot or whatnot without anybody noticing or hearing. Yes, yeah, and I feel like I like me personally. I feel like I'm decent good at that <laughs> which is because it's it's very a lost uh art anymore like not a lot of people do it well, that's for sure i don't know if donnie mentioned it to you but he he is a former pro wrestler himself yeah i, I started back in 97 and went about five or six years before i had to walk away so yeah i got my fair share i, I was back in the ecw era part of it so so needless to say i had a lot of blood and guts and that kind of thing when i did it it's probably why i only lasted five six years (laughs) so but yeah i'm not i'm not against that but you won't catch me doing death matches right (laughs) yeah i say i'm a total 180 now like i said i worked down there with ian and them down in mid-south and did all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff and did the hardcore and the blood and the gimmick matches and death matches and and then now it's like the new Ohio wrestlings are, you know, we're family friendly and everything's completely opposite. And it's like, it's like just weird. Like I'm a whole different person. <laughs> it was 180. Like you said, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I kind of don't like it. I think that's why I'm into horror and haunted houses so much. So I can get that quench that bloodthirst or whatever I have <laughs> that bloodthirst, the edge, you know, I get it. <laughs> Uh, speaking of horror and haunted houses, you mentioned earlier that uh, you love horror movies. Um, so I'm going to ask you the first question. What's your favorite horror movie? Oh, I would, man, there's, well, my favorite horror character is Chucky. So kind of like trying to figure out one movie from that series is kind of hard. Okay. Um, I'd have to go with Child's Play, honestly. Like, mm-hmm. I also love going back and watching those kind of horror movies <laughs> because, like, the effects that they try to pull, it was, <laughs> it, it entertains mm-hmm. me. <laughs> okay, so you're more of a fan of the slasher type films. Mm-hmm. Um, at, which Donnie is himself, actually. He's oh, a yeah. Slasher films. Uh, I have to digress and say I'm a little bit different from you guys. I like more of the psychological part of it. Uh, don't okay. get me wrong. 
wrong. Don't get me wrong. I, I love blood and guts in its, in its place. But I think the psychological part of it to me is more terrifying than the physical part that you see in a slash film. But that's just. Mm. Everybody's got their different flavors of ice cream they like, you know. Oh, yeah. That's absolutely correct. Um, in your career, have you wrestled any horror themed characters? Um, I want to say yes, but not necessarily super horror like Carver, but like kind of like, uh, I can't, I'm going to be real with you. I can't even tell you what their character is because <laughs> it was like one of those, like, you know, one match offs and never really seen them again. So, mm. but and uh, how do you feel about certain horror characters that are that are out there? You know, the ones that are in the indies, the ones that are being televised. I mean, several come to mind. Uh, Rosemary and Impact, Abaddon and AEW. Um, well, The Fiend. Who, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. R.I.P. <laughs> where's he going to end up next? Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you feel about those type of characters uh, in the business today? <laughs> Um, honestly, like those are the ones that draw me in the most as a kid. So like now it always, it always draws me in still like Abaddon. Like I love Abaddon's character. I love the fiend. Like the fiend was like, I thought it was the greatest thing going for WWE until they released him mm-hmm. and until they um, screwed it up <laughs> well, as it happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like I've always been a fan of like the Boogeyman, Kane, Aftertaker, The Fiend, Abaddon, Rosemary, like all those horror kind of characters. Did 2020 take its toll on your fitness? Well, body slam the pandemic and get back in shape with WrestleFit. This innovative program combines all the fitness regiments you'll need to reach your goals. The WrestleFit workout will bring strength training, cardio, and the world of professional wrestling together in a fun, new, and exciting way. Have yourself a blast working out with dumbbells, kettlebells, slam balls, ropes, tires, and an 18-foot full-size wrestling ring. The WrestleFit workout isn't just for pro wrestlers. The WrestleFit workout is for everybody. At the NOW Training Center, you can pursue your fitness goals and learn how to train like a professional wrestler without all the bumps, bruises, and slams with the WrestleFit Workout. Go to www.newohiowrestling.com training for more information or stop by the NOW Training Center at 625 Eastgate Parkway, Blacklick, Ohio, 43004, Unit 6137. Well, I can tell you... Uh unequivocally that the boogeyman is fun mm-hmm. oh yeah <laughs> we uh we got to interview him at a, a convention down in uh indianapolis back in april called squared circle expo oh yeah i've heard of it mm-hmm. and uh he was a great interview he never broke character mm-hmm. uh, but we were interviewing another local wrestler named shauna reed down here and Boogeyman snuck up behind me while we were talking to her, and she saw him and lost it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so apparently she had like a childhood fear that we didn't know about of him. <laughs> so oh, she wow. was like, she was like legit shaken, terrified. <laughs> she gripped both of our shoulders so hard, I thought she was going to break mine. Um, 
and we've got it all. I wish we had it on video. Unfortunately, we got it all in audio though, and it's on one of our episodes. Mm. It was really funny. Um, but uh, to see her react the way she did to the boogeyman was just hilarious. Mm. I'll have to look it back and listen to it. <laughs> and I got to say right now, Shauna, I know you're probably listening. I love you. It's all in good fun. <laughs> and we're going to try to do it again. <laughs> yeah. <At the> next <laughs> yeah. Poor Shauna. <laughs> Actually, uh, I think one of her uh, cohorts at her booth kind of put him up to it. But, uh, mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> so someone sure. was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Drew Skills, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Um, so yeah, it's. Uh, I love horror. Uh, that's all mm-hmm. I can say. You know, and I, I love the fact that, and this is, this is why I'm all over the board. Excuse me. So that's what what being a podcast is all about. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> But this is what, why Donnie and I do what we do because there's such a correlation between wrestling and horror. Um, you know, there's character development, there's there's costumes, there's the similarity. And you know, you go to a convention, when you go to a horror convention, what do you see at a horror convention besides horror icons? You see pro wrestlers. Mm-hmm. So here here it is, the wrestle horror concept, you know, and. When we get wrestlers, some wrestlers we come that we brought on don't really care for horror, but they've been great interviews. People like you that love both are fun because we can talk on both sides of the coin and have a good time. So, mm-hmm. you know, thank you for that. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you can thank right. my mom. She's she's always been the one to watch all the horror movies, and I was just always drawn in and not scared. So, <laughs> yeah, that's the way I was. My mom was like a huge sci-fi. Like all the cheesy, like anaconda and all the cheesy animal, overgrown animal, zombie things. <laughs> well, that was like her thing. <laughs> See, funny. we watched we watched a lot of the Chucky series and uh, the Final Destinations. Those were another one that we watched all of, pretty much. Mm-hmm. They definitely come up with some unique ways to die. Oh yeah. <laughs> Do you remember uh, there was a show? uh thousand ways to die yes Mm -hmm. yes i loved that show like (laughs) and then when they took it away i was so upset that was like it was like one of my favorite shows that that was all i was going to (laughs) say i I watched it as you know every episode that came out i was watching it too you know and i was bummed when they took it it was just Mm -hmm. fascinating the way people can die yeah oh yeah they probably ran out of ways to for people to die. They couldn't think of anymore. <laughs> so they're like, well, this probably ran this course. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, maybe maybe they reached a thousand and we didn't know. And then they right. was just like, yep, that's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we ain't got nothing else. We're done. <laughs> but do you go to haunted houses and stuff? Do you like haunted houses too? Oh, I love haunted houses. Um, like... I love going to, there was a theme park close to where I grew up. Um, I can't remember what it's called. It's in Middletown. Um, it's a big theme, scare theme park. Um, well, it's called Land of Illusion. Land of, Land Illusion. of Illusion. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. W- worth all my money. <laughs> like We would go through all five trails, 
and it was like almost like every year like after i like after high school every year we went pretty much nice okay. but now that i'm living in cleveland now i gotta find some new ones so uh seven floors of hell at the All... cleveland fairgrounds <laughs> isn't crazy bob and them up there near cleveland uh crazy bob's in fremont fremont yeah it's near sandusky Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Um, yeah, there's uh, there's several up in that area. I can probably get you some good leads on some haunts up in that area. Please do because it's it's getting pretty close to that time. Oh so, yeah, 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 yeah they, up. they start opening here in a few weeks. I'm so excited! <laughs> I cannot <laughs> wait. You're talking to a retired haunted house actor, so. <laughs> See, I, I got to go with a group of people because I'm not the one that'd be jump scared. Right. So, like, I'm the one in the back laughing, mm -hmm. <laughs> but also admiring the work. Like, oh, that was good. Or mm -hmm. when they do get me, I'm like, all right, that was really good. I applaud you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's usually my role. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, did you grow up in Middletown? No, I actually grew up in Springfield, Ohio. But I went to high school over in New Carlisle, so. I only ask because I live in Hamilton. Hamilton, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, early in my career when I was like, I think maybe a couple months in, I was wrestling down in Hamilton. Like that was I was wrestling like two places, and it was well not Hamilton but Franklin. I was wrestling in Franklin, and I was wrestling in uh, Lancaster. Okay, Franklin would be Legends of the Squared Circle, right? No, it was uh, it was ICW XVW. They changed their names a couple times. I don't know what it is. So. <laughs> All right, I, I'm just curious uh, when you mentioned Middletown because you know, Land of Illusions like half hour up the road. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would take the. I think it was like 45 minute drive. So. <laughs> okay. Cool. So, um, Donnie, mm -hmm. any other questions before the question? Um, well, yeah, let's say with the, with wrestling training and stuff, you said you've, you've trained a couple different places and I'm sure you've went to attended a, a lot of seminars cause AIW, you know, brings in a lot of people for seminars. And, uh, I would, what's your one big takeaway from that you've picked up with like your big aha for, from pro wrestling that you could share with other wrestlers out there? So the biggest aha that I picked from any of the seminars was actually one that I did recently with uh, Sanjay Dutt. It was about, I want to say like three weeks ago, um, just put in what you want in the end of this. Like if you're working to go to WWE, well, then work on your character, work on your promos. If you're looking to go overseas, then do what you need to do to make it over there if you just want to be a local guy by all means be a local guy so that was like one of my biggest aha takeaways it was just kind of like whatever your end goal is work towards it because it it will help you in the long run all right that makes sense you know like you like you said if you want to go overseas then you kind of just like research what they look for and and then kind of work toward that so yeah 
That's great advice. Yeah, like that's that's my my end goal. Like I'm not a WWE guy. Um, I've seen what they do with guys my size. So right. <laughs> um, I'm wanting to go to Japan. Like that's my biggest end goal is to go overseas to Japan. So like I, a lot of my things I work on is like facials, like selling just like um, oh, another thing that he pointed out was like it was kind of like what he said was uh, your side cameras are as important as the hard cam. So like just kind of like working on giving enough facial or passion or expression for that side cam so they can pick that up kind of ordeal. Because, you know, Sanjay's works with AEW on the uh, mm-hmm. production side, so. Right. Yep, also good advice. So, all right, yeah, so I think it's uh, about time to lay the question on him. <laughs> so we're going to. The question. Ahead. Yeah, the <laughs> question. So we ask everybody that we have come on, and there's no right or wrong answer. We just like to get inside people's brains and see how they think. <laughs> so, And the question is. You are the main serial killer in your own horror film. What is your go-to kill? Go-to kill. So if I was a horror film character, I'd have to say my go-to kill would have to be by being sneaky with a machete. So just kind of being quiet and silent and then just sneaking up behind and then just... However, I killed him. I killed him. <laughs> there you go. That would that would be my scenario with horror films, and it kind of just goes back to Chucky, you know. All right. <laughs> so you got the sneaking up on him like Chucky, and then the machete like Jason. So there you go, mixing them together. Exactly. <laughs> well, I, once again, never a duplicate answer, and I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Cool Original. <laughs> I love the fact that it, that they're all original. And, you know, one of these days I'm going to have to go back to our archives and listen to every one of them. Yeah, make notes. <laughs> it's turning out how to get rid of my wife when I'm tired of her. <laughs> I'm sure. I think Terry probably takes notes and put them, and put them on her bucket list for me. <laughs> oh, goodness, Chris, listen to the podcast. <laughs> She'll end up listening to this one, right? Just because. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, anyway, uh, how can people find out more about you, Riley? Uh, You know, uh, social media, maybe uh, some promoters out there want to book you. What's the best way to get more about Riley Rose? So the best way to contact me is at wildirishrileyrosebooking at yahoo.com. And I will have resumes up. I have uh, highlight videos to send out. So, or you can contact me on Facebook under Riley Rose. Um, Twitter and Instagram is Real Riley Rose for both of them. So, Excellent. any of those ways, I'm I'm always constantly getting notifications for those. So, <laughs> well, that's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. I'm easy to contact. <laughs> Well, Riley, it's been it's been great having you on the show. Um, in spite of the technical difficulties, we'll edit it all together. You'll never hear it. Uh, <laughs> it never happened, right? It never happened. <laughs> but we just said it did. So I'll have to edit this out too. <laughs> but uh, you know, if you're if you're looking to book Riley, check out his email. Uh, if you want to know more about him, check out his social media. 
you know, maybe we can get you down to uh, New Ohio Wrestling sometime, Don. Yeah, we'll definitely have to, yeah, we'll definitely have to talk about it for sure. Absolutely. And uh, with that being said, my name is Meat Hook Jim with my co-host Donnie Hoover and our special guest, Riley Rose. We are the Wrestle Horror Podcast, and we will catch you on the next episode. See you, guys. All right. Thanks for listening. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media outlets, facebook.com backslash WrestleHorror, Instagram at WrestleHorror, Twitter at WrestleHorror, on YouTube at the WrestleHorror channel. And you can also find us on our website, www.wrestlehorror.com.